Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married. All right. Well, the idea for this podcast is that we're going to read 52 romance novels, 50 romance novels in 52 weeks, right? Right. We got to have a couple of weeks off at least. All right. And I'm going to learn about life and love and a little bit about the craft of storytelling. And what are you going to get out of it, Ashley? Well, mostly I'm going to enjoy um, watching Peter read romance novels because this is something I've probably read a thousand of, and mostly he makes fun of me for reading them. But now it's our turn to read them together. Mm-hmm. You don't think you're going to get anything out of doing it with me and this like exchange of ideas and I mean, of course, we're going to talk, and it's going to be time together, and I'm going to love that. And I get date credit, right? Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. So that's the idea behind the cocktail, is to keep this sort of light and fun and not feeling like work. So we have to have a cocktail today. I had, I made a Moscow mule for you. Pretty tasty. Uh, based off of Rachel Ray's recipe. Rachel Ray had this on her honeymoon. Oh, and did you like choose Rachel Ray for a reason? No, it just came up because we had the right ingredients. And I like mules. I like ginger drinks. I don't like them too sweet, you know? Yeah, I like mules too. Good Mm -hmm. choice. All right. So... Let's talk about our credentials, why storytelling and books are important to us first, and then let's talk about our romantic credentials. Or sometimes our lack of credentials, but okay. Yes, okay. So we're largely uncredentialed is one way to put it. Um, Oh, you have written that we're mostly just surviving life. Well, sometimes it feels that way. Three kids, a messy house. What are you doing? Why do you want to tell people We got to be real here, Peter. Um, A messy house, barking dogs, (laughs) too much work, too little sleep, not much. That's really romantic. You're really setting the scene for people. Well, this podcast is about taking time for romance, thinking about what it is, and it would be easy for us to let it go. Okay. But we do have our relationship. We were 17 when we went out on our first date, and 25 years later, we're finding our way. That was written by you. Pretty good. It was. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, my credentials for writing, I've uh, written a novel, and I have uh, some published stuff out there, so I do um, like to write, and I think... You know, these romance novelists, Nora Roberts especially, surely is a master storyteller. Of course, you've point. never read Nora Roberts, so you're just. Right, but I assume that. if you read a lot of Nora, she's got to be a good storyteller, right? We will find out. Well, I'm hoping I'll learn some something from them. Um, what, what sort of professional credentials might you have? for analyzing 
this literature? I've read, like I said, at least a thousand of them. Um, so that's a start. I you, was. You have a PhD in literacy. I right? was getting to that. I'm mm-hmm. also an. I was also an English teacher for more journalism than ten major. years. Journalism major. So we like words, both of us, and we like to read. I like to read popular literature. Most of I these like romance read, novels will fit into that. I like to read popular literature as well. Popular he never, in any age. Any it's age, popular literature. Ageless literature. Literature that no one reads, yes. No, no, no. Hmm, debatable. I, wanna, I would say more people have read St. Augustine than, they, than Nora Roberts in the history of man. Next episode, I'll have checked that. Okay, you're going to check that stat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, great. So now let's let's move on to our romance credentials. Um, we have both written a romance biography, a bio, a short bio that we did. In Clearly, the, this in the was tone, Peter's idea. In the tone of like a professional biography. But it's yes. based on romance, and I, I think this will be fun. So do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Oh, I'll go first. Oh, okay. I'm excited about this. Here we go. All right. Ashley Johnson is no newcomer to romance. She has built a 17-year marriage with her high school sweetheart that has endured across six states and two foreign countries, three kids, two dogs, and a bunch of different jobs. After dating in high school, Ashley knew Peter was the one for her. Four years of college and two years of international letter writing. Not emails because there was no internet in Peter's remote Paraguayan village. Later, Peter knew the same. And in her ultimate grand gesture, Ashley flew to Paraguay to declare her love. If that's not romantic enough, Ashley has read at least a thousand romance novels featuring characters from all backgrounds and experiences. She regularly debates Peter on what women want, the topic that sparked this podcast. In addition, she occasionally exchanges her bag pants for leggings just for Peter, and sometimes even makes pho or chicken pesto pasta. Mm, very good. I have underrated your cooking. That is pretty romantic. Later, we're going to I mean, I don't like questions. to admit that I cook for you because yeah. it feels kind of like not feminist. Way but... to a man's heart is through his stomach. That's what they say. It's true. I have underrated your cooking. You're a good cook. And I know I am. Probably don't appreciate that enough. It's very romantic. All right. That's the first discovery for Peter on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I like that you say a lot of backgrounds. That's like very, very woke of you to like thinking about diverse literature and well as you're gonna find out romance novels are very diverse Mm. there have been a lot of changes over the years in them and so i'll have lots of inspiration for my cocktails i think so all right that's exciting very good all right Uh, you ready for mine i can't wait to hear this it's it's should be interesting. And we've got similar similar strains throughout ours. Peter Johnson has been married since 2005 to his high school sweetheart, who he has known since 10th grade. 
Peter first demonstrated a precocious aptitude for romance in middle school, where he was able to secure at least two girlfriends, despite serious challenges that included, but were not limited to, a Semitic nose that was many times larger than the average Aryan ideal, a body that was much smaller than his average peer, and borderline pathological narcissistic tendencies that poorly masked a correlating self-esteem deficiency. His senior year of high school, Peter would use these same budding romantic talents to win the heart of his future wife, Ashley, who is clearly way out of his league. Peter's persistent delusions of grandeur led the couple to break up during college. Labeled a serial monogamous by his NYU friends, Peter applied his preternatural, is that how you say that? Talents. I don't know, and I like that you put that in your bio. On a, an extensive, but not outrageously so, series of receptive co-eds. It was only through years of heartbreak that he would realize that Ashley was his soulmate. By this time, Peter had graduated from college and was living in Paraguay, where he taught beekeeping as a Peace Corps volunteer. It was in these challenging circumstances that Peter was able to find the full expression of his romantic talents using only his smoldering passion and a decent English major vocabulary, Peter wrote what many consider to be the greatest love letters in modern history. I'm not sure anyone considers that. They were so compelling that Ashley was inspired to travel to Paraguay. (laughs) Peter's seductive prowess rekindled their love. The month. Interesting how our viewpoints change, but go on. The month after Peter returned from the Peace Corps, he asked Ashley's parents if he could have permission to propose to their daughter. Ashley's mother reluctantly consented, muttering the immortal words, well, I guess she never got over you. While Peter hasn't read many romance novels per se, he has enjoyed some classics, including Wuthering Heights, and great expectations. Neither are really romance novels, I would say. Additionally, Peter is a connoisseur of modern and postmodern love ballads. His favorite musicians including, include Anthony Hamilton, Tracy Chapman, Chris Stapleton, and pretty much anything from the classic soul genre. Peter calls Naples Florida home, where he lives with his wife, three children, and two dogs. Pretty good, right? I mean, pretty good. Interesting, though, that I am pretty sure it's my letter writing that opened your eyes to love. And I knew I was coming down, not you pulling me down to Paraguay. So I'm not sure who really. Mm -hmm. I think you think that you wooed me, but. It was a partnership. It was both of us. No chance. So, um, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. You really do think you wooed me, huh? I do. Well, it couldn't just be you, as you're going to find out. Romance can't happen if it's only one person doing the wooing. Yeah. I think men don't really... Like, some of these questions, we're going to go into the questions. We've got, like, questions that we're going to ask each other. When I was going through these questions, I don't think men really think about 
being romanced very much. Like, I certainly don't think, oh, you pursued me and I acquiesced to your pursuit. I just don't, I don't see it that way. Well, I don't really like to think of it as acquiesced on either part. It's that we found each other. Uh But I have been thinking about that even today, is like, who does the romancing? I think it's always the men. I don't think so. I think so. I think that's an outdated view. I think. I think. I think men don't. I think men don't care about romance that much. Men just don't know what romance is. Is what I think, and they don't even realize they're being romanced. My biography clearly shows I know what romance is. I care about it, and Mm. and I've been pretty good at it. So it's all about even what your, you do. Even your mother, even your mother said you never got over me. Come on. I used to leave roses in your chair every day in high school in your book room. Pretty romantic. Pretty romantic, but I mean, that's just one thing. Yeah. They, I, it's all the little moments. And I brought you little six-inch subs from... And I used to make you lunches all the time. Remember that? I know. Because what happened did... to all these things? Actually, well, now that we talk about it. I, I still do plenty of things. You just said one of the most romantic things was getting cleaning people for our house. You said that. Yeah, and, and that might that have been a mistake because now you're giving I did that yourself this way year. too much so, credit. I don't know. I think I'm, I did pretty good. All right. So... um going to go into some questions now. I, I can... Do you have um, do you have any other comments on the bios? I think that they'll come out as we talk. Do you like do you like the nose comment? Um, How I overcame my big nose, yet I still I I love your nose, and it's only gotten bigger. Well, I grew I grew into it, is what you you told me. Who once said that? I I mean, that was wonder if I actually said that. All right. So you want to move into the the questions? I think so. Let's okay. move into the questions. Um, you want to go for the first question? Or you want me to? Sure. The question is, what is the most romantic thing I did for my spouse? Yeah, I realize you don't like superlatives. So would you like to rephrase it? Like, what's the one thing that's romantic that I did that comes to mind? Well, I'm not going to lie that I actually thought maybe just actually planning and doing this podcast is the most romantic thing I've done. But I decided... Wait, no, no, no. I, I planned this. And but then I planned. actually thought about what I was going to say and write. I'm really was more your idea. a wing it type. But, it was um, your idea. I'll right. give you that. Okay. And then I sat down and answered questions. Okay. So I was prepared. But That's I the most said, romantic thing you've I ever said, done. I said, actually, it was my patience, writing you letters in Paraguay, mm-hmm. being there when you needed me. And I still think that's what I do. I'm there for you. Your patience. My patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty romantic. Thank you. Well, the most romantic thing I did was encourage you to go to Senegal and go to Senegal with you for a year. Interesting. Not what Easily. I said the most Number romantic one thing was. Number one seed. That's Easy. pretty romantic that you encouraged me to go to Senegal. Yeah. And then we had like a year-long honeymoon together. 
I did almost write awesome that. Country. But that is not what I said. But you didn't do it, really. It was really my... I know, but I didn't write that as the thing that you did for me. Oh, that's interesting. All right. So, what, would you agree that the romantic, most romantic thing that I did for you was Senegal? I actually said, can you guess? Because I did not say that. It's similar, but I didn't say that. No, I have no idea. I said that you got up at 5 a.m. with me while I was writing my dissertation and you made me coffee and you pushed me out of bed so that I would finish my dissertation. And I'm not sure I would have finished that if you hadn't done it. That was funny. I That didn't even come into my mind once. <laughs> I just think it's funny, the picture of me putting my feet in the small of your back and then just like thrusting you out of bed is one of my favorite things. I mean... It doesn't feel romantic to me, but I'm glad. But it was because it was what I needed at the time. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So then what did you say I did? You kissed me back after homecoming. When we were 17? Yes, I still remember it. I can still remember just being like on top of the world for like days after that. And it was like at a gas station? No. Yes. It no, was. when you kissed me back for the first time? We were at a gas station after no. a homecoming. Yes. No, it was we, in front of your house. No, that was a different time. No. We were at the gas station on Hillcrest and Greelot. It did not happen there. Yes, it definitely so, happened it, there. What's the movie where they implant the memories? Total Recall? You're in Total Recall. No, I they, am not. Somebody implanted Who a has a better in memory mind. in this relationship? There's no chance. I remember, why would I feel on top of the world after I kiss you goodnight, after homecoming when I dropped you off at your house? I remember in front of the house, because the time before that, when I had tried to kiss you, you had spurned my advances. I wasn't ready. Yes, but we went on a date before we went. I took you to homecoming, and you spurned me and gave me your cheek over and over again. And I was like, oh, she probably doesn't like me that much. Or I was just shy. Which, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I was still going to try to <laughs> get kisses. And so mm -hmm. then on homecoming, I took you to your house, and it was in front of your house, and that's where you finally kissed me back. I'll let you have it there, but I'm pretty sure it was at the gas station. No! Why, why would I kiss you at a gas station? It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> and you just felt like it was the right no. time. No! <laughs> I proposed to you in a, in a Tacoma truck in Washington, D.C., but that was... Right! I, I mean, so that's kind of like your vein. That was an inopportune like... moment, but I chickened out. I was going to do it at Twins Jazz, and I didn't want to do it in front of everybody. So Probably better. You would have... I don't really, really want people it. looking at me yeah. like that. I was going to have them from the from the jazz players like stand up and say Peter's got it. In house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have made for a good story. Yeah, but you would have been <laughs> but so unhappy. In real life, no. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. You, you really? I, I, are you sure you remember it, or are you just misremember? I always thought that's where it was, but I'm now I'm going back. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was something different. But I remember being at that I gas station. I can't imagine that I would remember 
our second real kiss. I mean, I remember. Well, I also, that could have been the same day because it could have been the gas station and then you took me home. No, I remember you just like, I remember that was the first time you kissed me back. And I remember being like so happy that you did. I mean, it was definitely homecoming. I agree with I you. Know. Definitely was that day. It was not at the gas station. But, you know, it's all right. It obviously was not as big a deal to you as it was to it me. It was. It was a huge deal to me. You probably kissed all sorts of boys before that. No, mm-hmm. I did not. All right. The most romantic period in our relationship was when... I feel like you need to go first on this. I'm very curious what you'll say. We lived in an illegal apartment in Arlington, Virginia, where there actually weren't windows in the apartment. <laughs> and there's that weird guy outside of our apartment who, like, you wouldn't do laundry that in our building. slept build. in front of the washing machine. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't do laundry. That was the most romantic period because you were pregnant for the first time with Lily. I was. And... We were just as happy as could be, and we like went out for dinner like every night. And we right, had, and, and our jobs we were any, terrible, but, but we didn't have anything to worry we were about. Like, like as everything happy was easy. As could be. You're right. And that was like the most romantic period because it was like we were just very in love. I think, and we had just gotten back, I guess, from Senegal. We had, and you. When you got drunk in Senegal that one time, you were like, you're lucky we're in Senegal. Peter, this is the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'll be trying to have a baby with you. I have to be careful what I say. And then then we went and had a little baby. That That was a great time. Which is funny. It's not, it wasn't Senegal. Senegal was awesome, but it was also like, kind of hard in a lot of ways it's funny because and that's actually what i got to because i was like maybe it was when we were first dating in high school but then i'm like that's such an easy time and we didn't really know what we were doing and then i said maybe it was senegal because that was a time where we were just together mm-hmm. so much and then i ended up because you know i don't like superlatives i ended up deciding that there really isn't a one time although your mm-hmm. time is very good that that was really good mm-hmm. Um, cause then I even thought it was when Lily was born cause we still kind of just did whatever and we just took her along with us. Mm-hmm. So I just decided that it's not one time. It's all the little times, um, mm-hmm. where we support each other and where we just know that it's like us together. Mm-hmm. You ready for the next one? Okay. No. Cause I wanted to veto these next few questions, but I decided to try to go along with them. Well, we got to set the framework for like I know, but how we're going to, how we're going to judge what we least see. Least favorite read. icebreaker ever. Look, best book you've ever look, read. Okay. It's such a judgy question. Well, look at this. Think of it like, you know, you have your favorite movie critic out there. You got your Ebert and Siskel and Ebert, right? Those two. Right. And... Maybe you like realize that your tastes are a lot like Cisco or a lot like Ebert. So, you know, this is a way to like show where our tastes are because maybe throughout this process, our tastes will change. That will be interesting afterwards. Maybe we'll see, maybe I'll learn more what romance is by seeing it through your eyes. Maybe you'll learn something by seeing it through mine. 
So, like, maybe I'll decide Wuthering Heights really is a romance novel. I doubt that'll happen. I'm just saying I read Wuthering Heights so I can say I read a romance novel, which, you but know, maybe. which is verifiable because. Well, we actually read it together, senior year it. of English, yes. Um, so, the most romantic art, book, movie, song, etc., I have ever experienced is. I think you're going to be really surprised by what I say. Okay. Because um, actually, I said it's a, several different songs. And mm-hmm. I know I'm not very musical, and so I don't really usually go to music. But I said, Let It Be Me, Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. Any of the Tracy Chapman songs we used to dance to, I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston's version, and How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You, any version. Is that James Taylor? It is. Okay. Pretty good. I I put Bob Marley's Is This Love? Or, yeah, Is This Love? Is that the name of it? You're asking me if that's the the name of it? The one that talks about, like, we'll share my single bed. I think that's, like, a very romantic time. It's when, like, you're trying to decide if this is love, but then, like, and you have this single life, but then you're like, I want to share it with someone. That's okay. true romance. I mean, I'm not sure I know right the there. song. You know it. If you heard it, you would know it. It's okay. Like well, we'll have to listen to song. it after because, you know, I don't really remember yeah. songs. If we ever post this, I would play it right now, but if we ever post this on the Right, we're not allowed. We're, right. We don't have the license for the song. We couldn't afford that, so. All right. I'm not that surprised. Oh. I'm not? surprised you don't think it's a romance novel. It's because music, my feelings about music are tied to you. And so I tie like these songs. So, what to are romance novels to you then? Entertainment. They're not tied to me? You don't imagine me as the Fabio? No, they're stories. They might help me think about romance differently. You sometimes I might other think. Men? Sometimes I might think about how grateful I am that we're together, but it's, it's it. stories. You it's think- not. You're imagining well, we've never other no men. stop. We've never read them together. <laughs> now, now it might change because we're going to read them together. The worst example of art, book, movie, song, etc., trying and failing to be romantic is my best friend's wedding, the romantic comedy with Julia Roberts, where she's trying to break up her quote unquote best friend from his. Um, fiance who's played by Cameron Diaz and then it like ends where Is that Rupert you... Murdoch? Yes. It's totally unromantic. Supposed Murdoch. to be a no not Murdoch. Rupert um... something. Yes. Um and it's totally unromantic. It's supposed to be a romantic comedy. Yeah. Not at all. Hmm. I put Ed Sheeran's Shape of You. I hate some of this modern poppy stuff because it's just the worst. It's not romantic. It's just a hookup song. That's all it is. <laughs> it's a hookup song. Nothing wrong with a hookup song. Oh. That's not romantic. Hookups aren't romantic. Well, if you're in a relationship, it can be. Okay. You know, like if you're just, not if it's just a random. Okay. Well, I think it's a random hookup. Okay, well, I'll have to listen. Clearly, I don't know what song you're talking about. It's like the most popular song on the radio these days. Um, 
I mean, I don't even you know how you get, answered this You wanted next to get question. rid of number six? Number yes, six. I did. The best romance novel I have ever read is. And what did you say? All the Pretty Horses, Cormac McCarthy. Not a romance, romance novel. Is, is central to that novel. Not a it romance is, it novel. It is the, the main narrative arc is around a romance. Not a romance novel. Down Cormac, in Mexi- Cormac McCarthy does not write Down romance novels. Down in Mexico, novels. he was courting a beautiful uh, Mexican rancher's daughter, Alejandra. <laughs> I, I contend that it's not. Um... Well, it, it's it's got some romance in there. It's kind of like it's it's more romance. It's more involved in the in the actual arc of the story than like say for whom the bell tolls, which at one point I was trying to claim as a romance novel because there's a yes, definitely not a romance. There's definitely a sex scene in there. Okay, but sex does not mean romance. It might have been romantic. I'm sure he used a lot of you know. I, I don't think Hemingway ever could be very considered florid, romantic. Either. Very florid language. Hemingway? Yeah, even that was like his most florid. It was his sex scene in For Whom the Bell Tolls. Okay. Oh, Maria, Maria, Maria. You have so much to learn. Um, So I said the best romance novel I've ever read is a book called The Wild Rose. (laughs) Never heard of it. Um, It's out of print. It came out in 1991. I'm not even sure where I found the book, but Mm -hmm. it's the story of two childhood friends who are torn apart by the Iron Curtain. And, you know, through obviously, like, lots of trauma and terrible things, they come back together and they find each other. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard. But I love it because it's, like, historical. It's friends who grow up together and know each other who develop this relationship. It's my favorite like trope of romance is the people who are friends first. Hmm. We weren't really friends first though. No, but we knew each other and yeah. we knew each I other. I dropped for the milk so in front long. of you once. I thought it was soda, but yeah, you definitely dropped like a bunch of I think it was a gallon of milk. That, <laughs> that was cute. Even, even worse. That um, was cute. So um yeah, we we didn't really know each other. No, we but we have known each other for so long. And we when we broke other. up, we were still friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we got back together. So in a way, that's the story. Yeah, it's true. It's like pretty much better than all your romance novels. So it the pretty Wild much Rose, is a romance so novel. So should we be reading The Rose as our first romance novel? Is that it's what? definitely on the list. I don't know if it's first, but it's definitely on the list. Oh, okay. I kind of feel like we have to read a Nora first, but if you think the rose is the best, we should restart with the the good stuff first, right? Well, Nora's my was the first romance novel I really. But what read if I read? Game. What if you pick a a romance novel? And I'm just like, this is trash. I can't read this. Well, we're gonna find out. You're gonna read <laughs> fifty in fifty two weeks. That's the commitment. All right. All right. Um, the elements of a great romance novel are you're going to be very surprised by my answer but I'll I feel like you should say first because how would you even know uh because I've read at least three romance novels um I said strong woman who is an actual partner in romance rather than the object of desire I feel like you're saying that because that's what I told you romance novels had to have no 
I'm saying that because I believe that to be true. If it's just an object, it's not romantic. That's true. I said that too. You didn't say that. Not in those words, no. But I said two people understanding each other better than anyone else. And then two people who come together and make each other better. But a lot of it is like, you know, the man's pursuing the woman and the woman. No, is... half the time it's the woman pursuing the man. Maybe. They're pursuing each other. Mm-hmm. They're working out their issues together mm-hmm. to be better. And the ultimate, it has to have a happily ever after. Yeah. It cannot be a romance novel if there's not a happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do any of your three romance novels fit that? Wuthering Heights? No. Great Expectations? I don't even remember the romance And it depends great what you mean by happy ending and all the pretty horses. Definitely I mean, they don't, they don't end up together. Right, they have to end but, up together. But that was romantic because the, the woman, Alejandra, was like, they were together, and, but she had made, okay, so like the protagonist had gotten into a Mexican prison, but Alejandra had connections and got some of her family to get the protagonist out of the prison. And But in order to do that, in order to pull those strings, she had to promise she would never see him again. And she saw him again, and he was like, just run away with me. And she was like, no, I must keep my promise to my family, even though she wanted to. So not a romantic That was novel. pretty romantic. That was like, she's strong, and it was like she had to give up the love of her life because she just felt a loyalty to her family. That your daughter calling you? Yes, but this is our time, so <laughs> we will just keep on going. <laughs> I guess that's my daughter too, huh? Yep. Um, she'll probably call you next. Mm-hmm. All right. Pretty good answer, right? Pretty good. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would add that it needs to have something fun, some element of fun between the two people. Hmm. That's a good one. It can't just be all like deep emotion. It has to be something. Hmm. That would disqualify all of the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> novels I'm trying to. Okay. <laughs> uh, these qualities in a novel disqualify it from the romance novel genre. I mean, I think I've already said, but an unhappy ending. They don't end up together. Not a romance novel. X. And so the you've never read a romance novel. It, none of your romance novels, all, the thousand that you've read, none of them have only ended up. the old ones, like Wuthering Heights. Okay, not the new ones, not the ones I choose to read for fun. Okay, I mean it's not like I don't read literature where people don't end up together, but if I'm reading a romance novel, I expect that despite any trouble, they will end up together. Okay. Okay. I said where the relationship is not the central concern. I actually also said that. That was number two. It has to be about the relationship. Right. I would assume. I mean, so then there's no, like, classic romance novel. There is well, none by your to definition. Look. Like Pride and Prejudice, don't they end up together? I, I've never read Pride and Prejudice. Well, we will add some of those types because I do think we need to find that out. Okay. Like all the Henry James ones that I was going to claim, they never end happily. <laughs> there's a difference between romance. But there's romance. There's a lot. Like the 
the the whole narrative arc is about a romance between a couple. They just don't end up together. Well, it's a good question. And what is it really romance or is it some other aspect of love? I think it's romance. It's like the the, the smoldering desire. For is desire other. the same as romance? I, I don't think so. Desire no, is part of romance. Yeah, well, you define, ro- you define romance then. Because as soon as you define it, you diminish it. Oh, <laughs> I was going to ask you to define it, but maybe we'll see where we are by the end of this, what we think romance really is. Okay. During the next year of Romance with a Cocktail, I am most looking forward to... Well, aside, again, from you reading 50 romance novels and talking about them, I'm most looking forward to the time we spend together. I said I had a better answer. Uh, hearing my bro- Hearing my brilliant wife defend her opinion. That's sweet. It's still time together is the best. And um, you did once say that the reason you're with me is because I challenge you. And you know what? I think I'm going to challenge you with this. Okay. During the next year of Romance with a Cocktail, I am most anxious about... Um, definitely recording myself talking. You've done and actually talking about romance novels. Has this been nerve wracking for you today, at all? The thought of it was, but was it? No, at all? it wasn't. It's was fun. It's but just still, us talking to each you other. realize like romance novels. People judge you for those. You judge for romance novels. Well, so now I'm going to talk about them. I don't. What do you mean? I judge. I How judge many you. times have you pulled out my romance novels to make fun of me? How many times? Do you do you want to talk about how I do that? No, but how many times? <laughs> Probably hundreds at least. I'm, you know, I am actually something of a thespian. I don't know if you know that about me. I know. I was in mm-hmm. some high school theater. And I can do dramatic readings of passionate scenes from romance novels exactly i just want you to see my talent oh that's what you're doing Uh okay i'll keep that in mind i might be adding some pizzazz to the books you read if you would take a moment and just listen to me we're gonna find out and what about you i'm most anxious about you finding this whole thing tedious i think it's gonna be fun okay all right any final words before we close our first podcast. I'm excited to do this with you. Yeah. You have it even. Look, I finished my cocktail. I'm half done. You haven't even finished it. All right. Um, maybe we gotta come up with a uh, a way to close. Oh, we do. Do we, we just do. say I'm this is Peter. I'm a- Peter, I'm actually and we're married. Not at the end. Again? I thought we should say like I love you. I love you too. Okay. Or I, something. And then we look in each other's eyes. But they can't see us. So. Yes, but we, that's, right, and we know us. we're done. Okay. I love you. I love you too. <laughs>